good. What's up, long players? Welcome back to the Long Play Listening Party, the show where we go deep on local music, writing, recording, inspiration, gear, and whatever else sounds good to us. I'm Howie Howard from Mr. Furious Records. Nate Holt, what's good? What's good? <laughs> it's all. You got to answer the question. Come on. It's, it's, it's all good. It's, it's all, all good. good. What's what's good with everyone? Royce Diamond, how are you feeling tonight? I'm great. I'm doing great. Excellent. And welcome, MC producer Reach from Kansas City. I'm going to tell a quick little Reach story. We're so yeah. happy to have you here. Thank I you, uh, So I grew up in Nebraska. I moved to Minneapolis for one year for my first job. And I knew it was an internship. I knew it was going to be one year long. So I didn't make a lot of friends. I went to a lot of shows. And I bought a lot of local music in Minneapolis. And when I moved to Kansas City... In the summer of 2005, I started down that same path. Like, my first stop was the record store. And uh, I'm sure if I went through my collection, I could, I could find a, f- a couple other things. But the three albums I remember buying right when I moved to Kansas City uh, were The Architects, Sounds Good, Biscuits and Gravy, mm-hmm. and a Reach album, uh, Joy's Disappointments, and things left unsaid. Do I have that title right? Joy's disappointments in the in between. And the in between. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I've been listening to Reach for sixteen, going on seventeen years now. Uh, first time I've met you. So happy to have you on the show. And we're talking about your awesome new record, uh, Life's One Valid Expression. L O V E. Welcome to the Long Play Show. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you. Appreciate y'all having me. So Reach, uh, get us started. Maybe maybe take us all the way back. Where did you get your start in music? Man, um, I think probably, you know, the same way everyone does, you know, growing up in a household rich with music, um, you know, songs being played on the floor model stereo, listening to hip hop, uh, mostly run DMC before school. You know, that's that's probably the genesis of it in terms of actually making music, um, that probably started around late 90s, probably 97, 98, you know, just just kind of scribbling rhymes or whatever. Um, in terms of actually recording music, probably right around 2000, 2001. And who was uh, playing the Run DMC? Do you have a brother or your dad playing it? or My, my older brother. My older okay. brother Travis, yeah, he was he was really responsible for uh, introducing me to the genre. So having that exposure, man, like to some of the great stuff right out of the box, like I think that's that's really where it starts for me. What was the catalyst for you to start recording yourself? What made you want to do that, man? Uh, hubris, I think. You know, thinking <laughs> you could listen to these great artists like Run DMC and you can do what they do somehow. Um, you know, just being inspired by it and, and, and feeling yeah. like, man, can I put these, can I put these words together? I think initially is, is kind of a, maybe a little small point of arrogance to, to think that you can do what these greats are doing. But, um, I think maybe the first rhyme I wrote was probably for a black history program at church. So just, you know, I wanted to do something different, not the same old, we're going to get up here and do a play. I want to do something a little different. So I, I jotted a little rhyme for that. Hmm. That's what's up. 
And what's uh, so? What's kept you going now for uh, twenty past twenty years? Uh, I think just the love for it, man. You know, it's at, over time. You kind of the things ebb and flow. You know, you have your experiences, your challenges with the music. Uh, but at the end of the day, like just just having that that enduring love for the craft, for the genre itself. So you know, feeling like I, I still got some things to say. Like you know, I'm still living, and my music is is about life. So as long as you're living, you probably got something left that you need to to talk about. So. And you do, I mean, we were talking before we started recording, you do have some things to say on this record. It goes down pretty easy on a, you know, you could listen to this casually. Sure. Um, and it's extremely enjoyable at that level. But there's a lot to dig into, too. And different. as I've been listening, you know, different songs, different verses um, are kind of jumping out to me. And I'm, I'm, I'll zoom in on one and kind of really pay attention and then let the rest of the album flow over me. And the next time I listen, it'll be a different one, you know, that really kind of uh, reaches out and grabs me. Right. Yeah. Um, it's, it was, I mean, I think for me, even, even if you have something to say, like, you know, music is never meant to be, it's never meant to be a sermonette, right? It's, it's meant to be something that you enjoy and, and entertain and, and, and listen to sonically. Um, but while you do that, you can also probably have some things to say that are worth listening to. Have you uh, have you always made your own beats? I've been doing my own beats for a long time, man, honestly. Um, but, you know, that's not something that I've really shared with the world so much. So. It's, Should it's I not have mentioned that? that no, no, not at all. No, no, I, no I just it's. It's it's dope now to to be able to express that part of my creativity as well. So uh, on these, I know that you were working with uh, you work with Peter Schlam, right? Or is that? So I don't dwell on what I've done. I did. Peter. When life's GPS sends me through hell. And there there are a couple other guys that you you were working with. Yes, so did they record uh, their own stuff, or did you record them and kind of, you know, give them a little guidance as far as what you wanted? Yes, so for the very first track for the intro, um, I sent this to Peter Slam and also to Herman Mahari so that I would, uh, it just felt like an introduction track. And uh, no direction, I just sent it to him, man. I trust those guys and, and, and their ears, so I knew they'd be able to to bring something to it and, and they knocked it out man they knew exactly what I was looking for in terms of vibes um, and I think it really made for a great way to set the album off new chapter on next page thy shalt turn it tomorrow is the wage of today's gratitude thy shalt earn it I am the sapient son to fall I strive and realize I'm live if I count the tears of my many cries, that's the number by which I multiply my tries. My productivity starts by me standing erect. I rise. The creator's love of the universe speaks through me. I reflect and reciprocate that love, so I speak to me. And I talk back. I introspect. I reflect. I am spiritual intellect. When the world feeds me crap, I simply regurgitate feces. 
I am undiscovered species. I am an anomaly. I am the influence in the overall economy. I am the chocolate flavor. The favorite. Man, that, uh. So the flavorless are not fond of me. Just that flow. That. I be. I am. How, how, the, the way that you're, you're, you're. I am rare. I am empathy, consideration. Yeah, the way that you're, you're rapping over this, man. I am like, the mystery of the question of where I've been. Was, what, what was the, was there an influence in that or, or what? So, I mean, I super that, that particular track, that was actually a, a buddy of mine named Louis Moten. He's oh, a spoken okay. word artist. And I thought oh, okay. it'd be, I've always been a fan of his in terms of his poetry. So I thought it'd be really dope to have him say a word or two. He's got a really lush vocal. And he's just a real deep cat, man. So I thought it'd be good to have him kind of set the album off that, for yeah, me. Yeah, that was, um, that was crazy. Where do I begin? Okay, caught a walking by. Seen it strolling through the corner of my eye. I swear I never What time period was this whole record recorded? This album, we started it in May. Uh, so essentially, we, we started from scratch in May and we finished it in late September. Wow. So it was about a four-month four window. You say scratch, you mean like no lyrics or anything? Yeah, like I didn't have anything written really for it. I really started writing in May. A lot of the beats were already done, but some of them are new. Um, but yeah, it, the process started organically back in May, early May. I wrote maybe six songs, and I said I wanted to kind of wait until I had enough songs to get in the studio with. So I walked in the studio with six songs, and we started recording a couple of sessions. And uh, yeah, man, we wrapped it up in, uh, I think, the third week of September. That's amazing. That's so fast for like my where I'm coming from. That's impressive. Very, very atypical for me, man. I usually take okay. a lot longer to do a project. Uh, for this one, I don't know. I just, I wanted to release two projects. This was the second project that I released this year. The other was an instrumental album. But I just wanted to knock them out, man. So just kind of went in and every couple of weeks we banged out a couple more couple more records and i can't tell this might just be my pandemic brain like timeline getting messed up but i feel like i've seen you on twitter talking about this l-o-v-e longer than may is this title been in your head for longer or am i just mixing up the timeline there you may have heard it um i don't think i started actually talking about the album until Probably September. Okay. Um, while we worked on it, I really didn't. I really didn't do a whole lot of like, you know, promo leading up to it. Um, I kind of wanted to just get it done and then talk about it because you know sometimes I feel like you start talking about new projects you got working on and stuff trips you up, dates get pushed back. So yeah, I didn't really start talking about it until probably September sometime. I'm extremely guilty of that happening to me with the <laughs> saying I'm working on this and that. It takes three more years. I do get it done in the end. It almost feels like a jinx to me sometimes, man. So yeah. I was like, this one, let's just get it done. We can talk about when it's ready. Yeah. Man, that's an incredible burst of creativity because this is like... It's a hefty record, and I enjoy it for that. But it, like, it feels like kind of a throwback with the length. And uh, yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no padding. It's, it's all really good. But 
Um, yeah, I, I was really, going to say, I, you know, when you said you could listen to it casually, that you, you can, but like you said, if you want to, if you want to like vibe out to it, man, you can like definitely can for the whole, you know, what is it like 50 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. I think over man, 50. I was listening to that black man. That's how I got sipping on this wine. I was like, man, it made me feel like I need a glass of wine. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got to be, you know, you got to enjoy the music first, man. Like message, message and all, but but you got to be able to really bop to the music, too. And I've been super guilty of that, uh, not knowing lyrics of songs that everybody knows lyrics too and you should know the lyrics too and i've i'm all i know the music like i can play right. the music you know what i'm saying like, <laughs> but i try to pay more attention to that but it's a lot to take in at once i mean and i'm just how i listen to hip-hop how i tend to listen to hip-hop i'm really like beat first and then the the verses come to me in bits and pieces as I as I go. I was I mean I was saying that earlier, it's same, but it's the same for almost every hip hop artist that I listen to. Like yeah. the, I think all the lyrics don't hit me all at once. For me, what what drew me to hip hop was the lyricism. So like I usually hear that first. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh yeah, that's right. There are some sprinkles over there and some music going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm out of space and it's real. I'm a rhymer till they out of tape. I've been married to this. You think we getting divorced? She my missus and we lifting an infinite torch. We continue riding to the end of the tour. I'm just getting started. This me giving you more. Bars and I got raw. Yeah, China white and it's all pure. I got dope and I got fiend. Uh, Painkillers for your offspring. Here with life and you get love. Yo, the ruler's back, so it's all good. Here with product, and I got ill, ill. It's the return, so it's so. So you doing most of the production then on this? All of it, yeah. All of it, okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. With the exception of of Peter Slam and Herman Mahari on the intro. Yeah, yeah right. I did everything else. Right. Okay. All right. What do you like to use? Software, hardware? What? It's a combination of like one thing that you use. I am an FL Studio guy, so I use that. But then I also use like an Akai MPK, and occasionally an M Audio like 49 key. But yeah, usually just a 25 key MIDI board and FL Studio. Wow. Really? Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I feel like when I'm on 25 keys, I don't have any legs, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's tough, man. I had to get adapted to it. I, I started using the longer boards. So, like, getting comfortable with that small workspace was tough. But I feel like, I feel like I'm comfortable with it now. Well, definitely. It's the return, so it's all real. A lot of times you don't need a whole lot more than that. Um, it's no, nice you don't have. need a whole lot more than that. <laughs> I need nice all 88 a, keys. <laughs> it is nice to have a full-size keyboard if you, you know, for for certain things. But like, really, yeah. I like mean, if you want to, you want to do chords. Yeah, I'll, I love having the longer board, so I'll occasionally pull out the 49. But. Uh, yeah, I think really it's just comfort with whatever you do have. 
uh-huh. as long as you're comfortable with it. Yeah. Did you have uh, piano lessons or anything, or did you pick it all up by yourself? Oh man, um, I, I just kind of, you know, plucked and over the years, and I, I can chord a little bit. I don't want to give anybody any false impressions about my ability to play piano, but <laughs> I can chord a little bit. Um, and then self-taught on drums as well. So yeah, I pluck around a little bit. Do some live drums? No live drums on this. Okay. I wanted to, but he just the studio I recorded out of, I didn't have the, the space to be able to do it. Um, it was a home studio situation, so we just didn't really have the, the room. So man, like you have like uh, kind of a, a set of samples that that you go to on a regular basis, or, or, or you, how, how much hunting around for samples and shit do you? Um, honestly, I don't sound samples or like like what kind of samples are you talking about, Nate? Where I live it for a minute and I'm Oh yeah, like uh, you said, I mean, there's no live drums, so like, uh, I'm, as, I'm asking about the, you know, what, the samples and stuff. So I'm, I'm lucky, man. I, I have a lot of really dope producers that send me sound kits and send me samples. Um, I've got probably seven or eight gigs worth of kits and samples and all kinds of sounds. So I'm really lucky, man. I know some guys that, you know, they're kind of junkies about that stuff. So they have a bunch of that stuff on their computers and they pass it along to me. So, um, yeah, man, I had I have quite a few different drum kits that I use. So I can always kind of vary up the drum sounds. Um, in terms of samples themselves, I do some digging and then a lot of stuff I just kind of got on the, on my laptop. Yeah. I got several gigs and stuff, man. So I'm, I'm always, it's fun to just go through my own folders full of stuff that I have to try to find something that inspires. Yeah. 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 I'm committed to the town where I live it for a minute and I'm proud. I'm authentic, tear it down, reinvented, then we bound to the finish on the crown. Like them double letters yeah. sitting on my fit in between us and the demons intravenous to the hood. Almost like it's predetermined, and they keep it understood. So, this song is Kansas City Reach. I know you're a big Kansas City sports fan. Uh, born and raised, I assume. Yes, sir. Born and raised. He says that on the record. <laughs> Hey, Maybe that's where uh, I got what, it from. What, what part of the, the city did you grow up in? Um, so I was born in the Midtown area. I grew up in South Kansas City. Okay. So just really close to Grandview, like 100 and, 116th, basically, okay. South Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm out by Red Ridge. Yeah, yeah, man. That's that's the old stomping grounds. Yeah, yeah. Red Ridge, Blue Ridge, uh, yeah. River Road. I went to school. My school is on Ruskin Way, which turns into Red Bridge, basically. So, yeah. I worked on that. When I first moved to Kansas City, I lived in Raytown and worked right in that area. Nice. Yeah, man. It's, it's a lot different now, but, but uh, that was home growing up, man. Next up, Dis Record.
got that nice kind of slightly drunk Dilla, a little bit of Dilla kind of feel. This record is determined to be hard, but this record's gonna die before it's 30 second bar and it four. Even though I heard that he was raw, he'll be edited to where they taking 30 seconds off. This record's gonna lie, and this record's vibes gonna be borrowed from the records on the side. This record got a posture for this record to survive, but you know that's only gonna bring this record to demise. Everybody vibing and for some this of this stuff will be dope to uh, try to pull off live and stuff, man. There's some drummers that just be like, man, that, working with bands over the years is, is informs the process of production for me. So, yeah, man, it, it, I feel like a lot of this stuff could easily be done on stage with a band. Listen to the record you can live by This rhyme when you hit this record Get the lesson right Press rewind Dig into this record Yo, cause this is fly This is not just another record With your ears wide Turn it high Listen to the record you can live by There's some cool, like, stereo panning stuff going on, too Yeah, we. I wanted to do something a little different with the hooks, man Hooks can kind of get boring to me sometimes So it's like, let's, let's add some movement Let's add some effects to it. Let's make them feel a little bit different than the than the verse vocals. They cut him off while he was rolling with his lady. Then they tossed him out the car. They kind of did him shady. They be talking like this record for the streets, but the streets are really nothing that this record wanna. The lyrics on this song, like, how did this idea come to you? And like, what's the undercurrent? Does it feel like it's a double message happening here? Man, I was wondering if somebody's gonna catch that. That's dope. <laughs> it actually is. The whole thing's a double entendre. Um, the idea for the song came from another friend of mine who's a poet named Glenn North. He does this poem called the Prodigal, the Prodigal Poem, um, and it's it's stylized in a similar kind of way. But the idea for the track was. Um, on the one hand, it's a song about this this rapper who's living a life um, that's created in the studio. The flip side of it is it's it's a metaphor for an actual record releasing. So you you hear a lot of that in this particular verse in verse three. Um, a lot of it, if you really listen to it, like it's it's that old process of going to the, going to Best Buy going to Camelot to buy a record um, having them pull the the uh, the little metal alarms off of the record like this is yours now it's subtle so I was I was hoping people would catch it but yeah it definitely is a double meaning to it okay to this record yo cause this is fly this is not just another record with your ears wide turn it high listen to the record you can live by this rhyme when you hit this record get the lesson right press rewind dig into this record yo cause this is fly this is not just another record with your ears wide turn it high listen to the record you can live by this rhyme when you hit this record those toms are so sick just Thank you. Yeah, man, I love messing. Uh, you know, throwing toms in. Uh. Yeah, sometimes, man, that's 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 where I feel like you you can really give a track some some pretty crazy swing. You got some counter 
cadences, yeah. Kind of like, yeah, man. Take a walk with me, come on, follow. See these crack vials and broken. There's one thing that uh, Approach said to me at one point was like about his drums, or like, I just try to keep things moving, like, just. You know, you're constantly, you know, doing something that keeps keeps it moving forward, even if it even might not be, you know, uh, a whole bunch of different stuff, but everything uh, functions to keep things just like you're feeling like you're moving yeah. forward. I think, like I said before, you know, if you if you kind of have me being blessed to be around so many musicians, man, a lot of that, like I said, informs my process. So um, the more movement you can give something, man, the more of a feeling I think you can create. And all the babies that she trying to raise In the middle of where that drama lay It's where good people try to operate It's where you gotta pray Asking for help so you survive the day Where your mama stay Yeah, I think, and I'm trying to be more conscious of this With the album I'm working on right now But like, I think I think there's two really crucial things Cross genre, you know, any, like any style of music It's, it's like what it does to your body, right? Does it does your head nod? Do you want to dance? Do you want to... It could be small, it can be big, but like some... It does something to your body. And then there's a vocal performance. And performance doesn't have to mean like technically trained or whatever. It means emotion is coming across. And it's... I want to listen. I'm, you're drawing me in. You're telling a story. It's compelling somehow. And if you've got those two things... You can do almost anything else around the edges, and it'll work. It's dope, man. That's, that's the dope thing about music, is um, music is embodied, right? You know, when you play, if you're playing an instrument, uh, or even if you're making music electronically, like, it's, it's actually embodied. You play with your hands. Even just the head nod, like, that's music. That's the embodiment of, of, of what you're listening to or what you're creating. So if 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 it can get you to move around, you're probably on the right track with it. Yeah. Less is more gives us a uh, Star Wars metaphor in a very dope way in this verse. <laughs> I ain't heard that like that before. It's dope. Yes, it's, that's really dope. That and a, uh, a Silence of the Lambs reference at the end of the verse. That he snuck in at the very end. Oh, now I gotta listen. I missed it. We move it towards earth and hairiness, lover of nature, anti killer, cancer, chemical raper. bombed in the hood. Somebody cobra jetting, somebody boba fedding. And it was water, gas, electric. All the land in second. Rebate, eBay, after deface, replaces as the record. This good old boy, genocidal colony. Uh, it's because the chorus comes in. Is that why I missed it? <laughs> it's the very last line, the Fava Beans line. Got you. Where your mama stay and all them babies that she trying to raise in the middle of where that drama lay. It's where good people try to operate. It's where you gotta pray. Asking for help so you survive the day. What's that? Uh, is that like a uh, Moog? That lead? That's that some sort of Moog synth? Yes, sir. Or, uh... Yes, sir. Awesome. Yes, sir. 
<laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> is this you or is this Pete? It's me. That's me. I got a I got a couple of dope vibe samples, xylophone samples that I use yeah. from time to time. That sounds good. I'm no man. Peter Slam, but you know, I can give it a I can give it a little texture. Hey man, I I had to ask you, right? That's what's up. <laughs> I had to ask you. I love just listeners just like think of the territory we've covered just in the last three beats, right? Like we went from something that was really loose and vibey and. Um, Bill Russell catching double off kind of all over the place to something that was very kind of heavy and straight and now we've got kind of like a little bit old school influence that cross stick you know it's uh it's not it's different you know it's but it all fits together no way to make it if you're not thinking about it, you're just like letting it wash over you, and I, that's so great. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. This is a huge compliment. I'm not saying it very well, but like, no, no, no. I get what you're saying. I mean, I think, I think the whole point of it is, man, it, it, as a as a whole piece, you want it to feel like a movie, right? Like movies have different moods, different tones, um, different beats. So that's essentially what I was trying to do with this is just give it some different feelings. Um, like the last track we listened to, Hood, very, very, very hard, very big sound. This one, more mellow, laid back, loungy. You know what I mean? So it's like... Loungy, perfect, loungy, yes. When people listen to it, um, if you sequence it right, you kind of take people on a journey through the course of the album. We permanently right. in the saw this black pen for y'all and all the others that I did it for. My skin is black, my hair is short. I'm every song, I'm every sport. I come in love, I met with force. No way to make it except the cross. My skin is black, my hair is short. I'm every song, I'm every sport. I come in love, I met with force. No way to make it except the cross. And talk, I mean, I think I was talking about the honesty earlier, but I mean, man, I come in love, I met with force, just laying it out, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and saying it very plainly. That's, uh, I mean, tell, tell us, Reach, what it's like, sort of to go to that space for you, but I imagine when I write, like to get to that place where I can say something that honest and that plain of words to just make it so simple mm -hmm. it's a really hard place to get to um I, yeah i think it can be man um you know any music that is that is that is honest and that is personal um there's a certain vulnerability that comes with that and a willingness to be open in that way um 
I tell people this and and I've told a few people this and I'm not sure if they believe me, but it's like this this record. I didn't set out to to write anything in particular. Um, I think it was really just kind of a collection of life experiences from the two flashpoints for me were George Floyd and and the pandemic. Right. Those two things, I think, are really what informed most of the record. Um, and so when I did finally sit down to write, that's just kind of what came out. Like I, I wasn't intending to write a, a revolutionary record or, or a record that was deeply about race or, or American politics or anything like that. That's just kind of what came out over the last, you know, couple years, what we've been living through. It's what's been happening, yeah. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. And you've reflected it. I think you reflected it really well and very... Uh, like you said earlier, it's not, you know, it's not a sermon. It's, it's multifaceted. There are different points of view reflected in your own writing. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love that. And that's, go ahead, Royce. I was just going to say for me, what keeps it from being preachy is you, you talk about it. Like, this is my perspective. This is my truth. Absolutely. I mean, and not like I'm not imposing my ideas on, on other people, but this is how I feel and this is what I see. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you, you know, you kind of take from it what you will. Um, But, you know, this is just the lens that, that I'm seeing these things through. Perfect. And we are going, you've only heard half the record listeners. Uh, We'll be back next week with side B of life's one valid expression. Uh, Reach, thanks for being here and we're looking forward to hearing the rest of the album. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate you.